You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. 7 Minutes has grown so quickly and we couldn't do this without you. So please, keep visiting our website at 7minutestoriespod.com. Keep sharing your favorite episodes on social media. And of course, keep subscribing and leaving those rad ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Now, on to the story. This episode, The Hunter. I started thinking about hunting and gathering. And I thought about those societies, that way of life that existed all the way through the earliest hominins, all the way through the Neanderthals, all the way through most of the Homo sapien experience up to 10,000 BC, where we start seeing agricultural communities. But that way of life, going out and having to kill an animal, finding tools to sustain yourself by using an animal for food and for for clothing and, and running around and figuring out a way to just chase these animals and like what a life that would be how challenging how terrifying but at the same time there are some parallels to be drawn i, I mean there's two outcomes right if you're a hunter you go out let's say you're a neanderthal you got to go out and get a woolly mammoth you're your partner, your wife, whatever, your family, your kids, they're depending on you. And not just them, the entire society that you know depends on you going out and killing this woolly mammoth. Imagine the celebration when you come home with that woolly mammoth. Imagine you and your other hunters, you come back, you're celebrated, you're cheered. It's like the Cavs when they won the championship in 2016. It's almost like you know, millions of people in confetti. It would be that equivalent. There's a par- parallel. There, you're, it's a parade. You've saved the society. We can all live for another three months. That joy, what pride you must feel. Then think about the other outcome. Something happens. Weather is off. You get in a fight with one of the other hunters. There's some chemistry issues. Nobody knows what happens. Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it is. But either way, you you didn't hit the clutch shot in the fourth quarter and you didn't bring the mammoth home. Guess what? Everyone's dead or will die. The shame in your girlfriend's eyes as she sees you come home empty-handed. How terrible would that be? The only parallel I can draw, and I can say I experienced something similar. Look, not similar in that way, but here's a similarity. I was asked in this year of 2019, in this industrialized, privileged, technologically advanced society that I live in, I was asked by my partner, my love, my girlfriend, Corey, about a week ago to go out and get an Oreo McFlurry from McDonald's. Now look, oh, there is no parallel. Guess what? There is. There was a lot of environmental factors I had to overcome. First, I had a really long long day at work. A lot of stories I was telling, a lot of uploading happening on my, on my laptop. And, and I just didn't feel like going out. But you know what? I had a job to do and someone requested something of me. And guess what? I'm going to come home with that woolly mammoth. So I get into my Honda Civic and I drive the 1.5 miles that journey from my house to McDonald's. And guess what? The obstacles start appearing. The line at McDonald's goes around the corner, out through the parking lot, onto the street. Here we go. Didn't let it stop me. Most people would turn around, not me. I stood in that line. I had a picture of Corey in my car reminding me of why I was out there. 
why I was going into battle, sitting in the car as it just hummed and ate the gas from my car and, and just looking at everybody's windows as they're listening to music and scrolling through their phones on Instagram. And we're just waiting for these prepackaged pieces of meat in a bag. Maybe not the same thing, but guess what? I had to go through some things. And when I finally got to the, to the speaker to talk with the woman, she said, welcome to McDonald's. How may I take your order? I said, I'm glad you asked. I'm here to get a small Oreo McFlurry. And she said to me, we're not doing ice cream tonight. I said, you're not doing ice cream tonight? She said, the ice cream machines are all broken. We're not doing ice cream tonight. I thought, holy shit, this was a curveball. I said, thank you. And I drove my car. And while most people might turn the car around and go back home, not me. I pushed forward in the proverbial wilderness. I pushed forward and I found a drug mart. And I got out of my car and I looked at my watch and it said 8.59 and I knew Drug Mart closed at 9. So I sprinted as fast as I could to the front of the, of the Drug Mart. And as soon as I did that, there was a kid inside Drug Mart. He saw me and he sprinted to the front door and he locked the doors. That son of a bitch locked me out of Drug Mart. I couldn't get in to get ice cream. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't get the Oreo McFlurry. Now I can't go get regular ice cream from the ice cream aisle in Drug Mart. What do you do? It's nine o'clock in the suburbs. There's not a lot of options and I'm not willing to risk everything and drive further than about two miles from my house. And then an idea popped in my head. Two names, Ben and Jerry's. And I can tell you the kind of experience I've had doing this before, being an experienced hunter, I knew you can really find it everywhere, but you can always find a Ben and Jerry's at a gas station. Always stocked there for the most part. In my experience, they always are. So I gambled and I drove the car to the nearest gas station and I went in there and lo and behold, the Holy Grail, Ben and Jerry's. And I would open up the, the ice cream freezer and I waited for too long and it frosted up on the, on the glass. And then the cashier looked at me and was judging me because they, they know it wastes energy, but I had to look, I had decisions to make. Do I do Cherry Garcia? Do I do Chunky Monkey? Do I do fish food? I didn't have a cell phone because I left it in my car. Do I make that call? Do I waste the time? I had to make a choice. And so I did. I got Chunky Monkey. I pulled that ice cream out. I paid for it. I drove home as fast as I could. And just like the hunter-gatherer, when I got back in that house, Corey said, where have you been? I was worried about you. What happened? And I said to her, don't worry. I know you wanted an Oreo McFlurry. That didn't work out. And I said, it didn't let it stop me. I went to Drug Mart and they shut me out. They left me out in the cold. And she said, why didn't you just come home? You risked everything. And I said, I know, but you know what? I didn't come home empty handed. And I, I pull out the Chunky Monkey, the Ben and Jerry's, and I show it to her and the pride in her face. And at that moment, human generations collide. From the times of the hunter-gatherers bringing back woolly mammoths and pieces of saber-toothed tigers to this moment in the suburbs of Cleveland, a hunter came home with his prey. A family was happy, a society was saved, and I was lucky enough to experience it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks to our new partners at Evergreen Podcasts and the rest of our team. Audio production by Ken Went, original art by Pete Whitehead, and I'm Corey Burse. Remember, a new story comes out every Thursday evening. Perfect for listening then or on your Friday morning commute. 
Also, did you guys know we now have super cool shirts available? You can purchase yours at 7minutestoriespod.com. I love mine. It's super comfy. You should probably get one too. Thanks again for listening.